My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm -hmm. But it's an empty road. I feel so. Good evening, Patriots. And it's in the end of Friday, November 24th in the year 2023. And wrapping up a Thanksgiving weekend, or week, I guess I say, and also the insanity of Black Friday. Hopefully you didn't get caught in any of that because that's kind of like beyond scope and stupid, but uh, not my game. I'll tell you, when it comes to like this time of year, the last thing I want to be doing is shopping with some lunatics that think they're going to kill each other for a free TV. But everybody to their own, you know, what can I say? We are, after all, a consumer culture where all things are made in the definition of what we own, what brands we wear, 
and uh, the status of the bling that we can show off to the world. My goodness, I'll tell you. Patriots, before we get going here, um, one real quick thing. It's a call out to our one of our great sponsors, which we have lunatics running the world. I don't know if you know that or not. I do. You should know. And these lunatics want to basically cause as much chaos and problems as they possibly can. So what you need to do is head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com. Use your promo code BARGE. You'll get $50 off in free shipping. And what is all that for? For an EMP device to protect your electronics and your and all the electrical systems in your home and your cars, your RVs, your ATVs, your solar systems, your ham radio base stations, etc. So this is an American-made product. It's military-tested. It's actually a really phenomenal piece of kit. So... You want to get one for your house, for your ATV, for your RV, you want for all your gear. So when these, when the lunatics that are, have escaped the asylum want to start causing the world to go blackout, you'll be able to drive around in comfort as everyone else's cars are fried on the road. You'll be like, hey, brother, you should have got an EMP. So head on over to get over to empshield.com, empshield.com, and that'll be... Promo code BARDS, $50 off and free shipping. You will not be disappointed. So I'm sitting here tonight just kind of reflecting a bit on a pretty intense last couple of weeks and was kind of wondering, you know, where I wanted to go with some of the show tonight. I want to dig in a little bit more because I, I have been talking a lot about it, but I really want to dig in a little bit more to laying it all down. And... um why that is and where that is today and why that is so important. There's a lot of things in our life that we value deeply. And um, there's sometimes that we come across things in our life that we want and that they cross our paths and you would, and they're so perfect that they draw us in. And when we get into those places, we can get consumed with the thing and not and lose perspective on God. And that's when we start to get into these problems of idolatries and we get into these problems of obsessions. And this goes on many levels. I mean, it might be uh, something that you want to buy, like a new car. It could be the obsession of a new house. It could be a new job. It could be something you've wanted to build. It could also be a relationship. We have to be careful because as we walk through these paths, we're being pulled very heavily in this day towards anchoring ourselves in this earth. And I will tell you, it's just increasingly clear that the world that we live in is more the illusion than it is the reality. And the reality is in the spirit, which we have a hard time reaching these days. And that's at the center of laying it all down. After Bards Fest, I think every single person that was there, myself included, has gone through a transformation of unprecedented levels. And the, a lot of this has been the presence of the Holy Spirit that was there and the way that it shook us up pretty deeply in a spiritual way. And the refining fires began. And quite literally, it was the silver and the dross. And the dross has to be burned away so that God can take the silver as a silversmith and remake something gorgeous and beautiful, more a reflection to him. 
And so for those that were in Bars Fest, many for those that weren't even at Bars Fest, but were watching Bars Fest and those that also went to Isaiah 61 or were watching Isaiah 61 a couple weeks later. All of these events have taken up change, transformation. We've seen that change reflected in many different places. And change comes out in many different ways. People start to get shaken up. You start to find that there is a there's discord with monk people. You start to find that there's infighting argument. Many of these things are happening because something's stirring within them. Because by native by the native nature of who we are is with living within the body. There isn't really hate. There should be love. But when things start to get dislodged and and unsettled, and God is shaking everything right now, we start to find ourselves at discord of a lot of things. And so unfortunately, what we tend to do is we tend to take discord and we translate it to, let me fix it. And I'm using the me intentionally. And so we get into things. We start digging into things. And as we dig into these things deeper and deeper, we find that we start to dig deeper holes, rabbit holes, and pits and sometimes tombs that we can't get out of. There's nothing worse than that than friendships, relationships, things that happen on social media where we start to get into something, we start to dig, 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 and we're digging ourselves into a pit and a hole. And the reason it's happening is we're not putting ourselves in the place of the Holy Spirit to work through. We're just doing the, I'm going to fix it. And that's happening because so much of our world is based on the flesh on the physical and on the me. Listen to somebody talk sometime. Be careful when you listen. I mean, when I say listen attentively, you'll hear them say things. Maybe family's coming in and they'll be talking about how their schedule is disrupted or this thing they have to do or that thing they have to do or that's what, and it's a they, they, I, I, me thing. And when that perspective is happening, what's actually, what they're doing is they're reflecting their own self-interest over the greater gift that God's giving them. You know, it's interesting because in the in Islam, or I should say in Af- Afghanistan, in the Pashtun regions, which have Islam in it, but they 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 go they predate Islam. They have a belief system that every guest that comes to their home is a gift from God, and so they revere that guest, and they put that guest first above all things. And then it ties into another principle, which is. Pashtun Wali, which is, if my guest comes to my own home, I must defend him at the cost of my own life. These are, you can find similar principles in the scripture, but the question is, do we really live them and believe them? And right now we're at a point where we have to start making those decisions. And the me in this world, the self-obsession of the things that we do, the works that we find so important with our jobs and our our things that we're doing collectively, nothing outweighs our relationship with God and secondly, family. And we put those two in order, God and family. And I did not put country in there yet, God and family. We're starting to get the balance right again in the world. It means our children get elevated up to just below God. It means our wives or our husbands get elevated up just below God. There's nobody in there that says mortgage before family, job before family. And unfortunately, we get this part all wrong. And even worse, once we get our children out of the house, 
then we just kind of like, okay, they're adults, they're on their own now. And we don't see how important it is to have, to be the parent they until the very end. 2019, I was headed from Georgia to St. Augustine area, Florida. Didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have stuff I had to do, and I was going to head down there and start getting some work going. And my dad called. And he said, hey, son, I know you're headed down to Florida, but I want to know, what would you think about coming home? And I thought about it a minute. He says, you know, we've got downstairs of our home. It's an apartment. You can have that. But it'd be nice to have you back. I said, sure. Best decision I ever made. Because a parent never stopped being a parent. There was no drama about, oh, oh we got to clean up the downstairs for you. We got to get new furniture. We got to do this. We got to do that. He just asked a simple question. Hey, son, how would you like to come home? And the answer was yes. We should be living in the yes. And through those things of living in the yes, we should be living in the yes and thankful for all that we have. And literally laying it all down. But to lay it all down, we're going to have to take the most precious things in our life. And we're going to have to go before the throne and we're going to have to say, God, here it is. Here's my most precious thing in my life. The thing that I covet, the thing that I hold in my heart. The thing that I tell myself, I can't live without it. The thing that I tell myself that without this, I'm not going to be able to step and stand. We all have one. And that's the yes that God needs. My dad's was a yes on the phone. It was an easy one. But the yes that God needs, he needs the yes that's rooted in, I'm going to give you everything because you are my father. You are the creator of all things, and I trust you. So we take that most precious item, Abraham and Isaac, and we literally bring it before the Father. And we lay it down. It's not a laying it down of saying, okay, God, I hope you give it back to me. It's here it is. Here's the thing that I want the most in my life right now, the thing that's the most important in my heart, not the ownership of a car or some boat. Those are just material nonsense things that aren't going to heaven anyway. We're talking about the deep things in yourself. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's a relationship with a friend. Maybe it's your, your place in the church. Maybe it's your job. And you lay it all down. And when laying it all down, you're literally putting it on the altar of sacrifice to say, Father, here it is. The most important thing to me. Maybe it's your talent, even. Here is the most important thing to me. I'm laying it down before you and letting you have it to determine how I need it or if I need it at all. And when you do that, we're now in a place where God can 
start to pour in. And it doesn't, you have to understand that when we lay it down, I think there's a lot of this idea, it's like, I laid it down, and then like this expectation is going to come back. It may not come back. You may not get it back. But what you will get is going to be greater than you ever imagined. But you're going to have to walk that fire to get there. And it's going to be a refinement. So it's important to understand what it is, to identify it, and to be able to lay it all down. It's the worries that we have. It's the consternations of things that we hope to have. And when you get to that place of total surrender and you're left, and I'm going to tell you when you do it, and trust me, I have been doing this for about two weeks now on some stuff and things that are in in my life that I'm laying down, I'm laying down as hard as I've ever laid down and those fires will ignite. And when they do, they're beautiful, they're painful and they're refining to get rid of all that dross and it's complete surrender to him. And you have to be prepared for what that means. It could speak, it might change everything in the relationship you do things in your life. It might not feel like much at all at first, but it will change things. It changes your relationship with our Father. The willingness to put before Him that which you covet most is where He sees the trueness of your heart. And He knows that when He speaks to you to do something, He knows what your answer will be. Yes, Father. But part of that refinement of fire is to understand truly where you're standing. I, I've heard this said. I mean, it's like things like, oh, I laid it all down, man, because I can't wait because I'm going to. It's almost like an expectation of I'm going to lay it all down and I can't wait because I'm going to get it back. It's going to be bigger and better, faster, shinier. That's not what it's saying at all. It's Abraham willing to literally take the knife and sacrifice his son. God stepped in at the last moment, but Abraham was willing to do it. He was willing to accomplish that. And the question is in your life, what are those things that you are willing to go that far to say, God, here it is. I'm laying it all down because when we get into that space, this is where we truly get to the surrender of our father. Now I have people talk about how they lay out on the floor in wail. I'm like, that's good. The question is, are you laying it down fully? Even if you're laying on the floor, it, that means nothing to me. What it is is the action of letting go, the truly presenting to him the absolute willingness to take everything within your heart in the most precious of items and say, here you go. And then to do whatever he says from that, to follow through and to be real and to be consistent and to be immediate. Imagine if you are in a place where you have some treasured family heirloom. You've held on to it forever. It's something your great-great-great-grandmother has. And it sits here in that precious cabinet. For the sake of talking, we're going to, talk, we're going to say it's a vase. And it's a very rare vase, so we're going to say like it's eggshell thin, so when you hold it up to the light, you can see through it. And it's handmade, and it's been in the family for since your great-great-grandmother. And God says, 
sell it. There's no but in that. There's no, okay, wait, Father, I didn't really mean that. It means sell it. And in those obedience moments, we begin to let go of the things that hook us greater than hook us to Father. And that's what we're trying to get back to. So trying to get to him, to hear him. Ephesians 17, I'm sorry, Ephesians 4, 17. So this I say and solemnly affirm together with the Lord as in his presence, that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live and the futility of their minds and in the foolishness and emptiness of their souls. For their moral understanding is darkened and their reasoning clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. This is because of the willful ignorance and spiritual blindness that is deep-seated within them because of the hardness and insensitivity of their hearts. This is what we're trying to break trying to break in the whole laying it down of the hardness and insensitivity to our hearts. And there are many. And it's part of this culture these days to continue with that and to continue to hardening hearts so we can't hear God. Continuing, Ephesians 4, 19. And they, the ungodly in their spiritual apathy, having become callous and unfeeling, have given practice of every kind of impurity, that your desires may demand. But you will not learn Christ in this way. In fact, you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus, revealed in his life and personified in him. That regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through the deceitful desires and the continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untainted mental and spiritual attitude and put on the new self, the the regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image, God-like, in the righteousness and holiness of of the truth, living in a way that expresses God, your gratitude for your expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. All of this is about getting deeper in him and stepping away from so many of the material things. It continues. Therefore, rejecting all falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumors, any such of these, speak truth, each one, with his neighbor, for we are all part of one another and we are all parts of the body of Christ. Be anger. I'm sorry, be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior, yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame or nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And Do not give the devil the opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. The bitter root. 
in laying it all down, we are doing everything we can to get to this place here. Surrender to all things and live in him. The thief, this is the devil, who has become a believer must no longer steal, but instead he must work hard, making an honest living, producing that which is good with his own hands so that he will have something to share with those in need. The values in this are incredible and the things that the principles of the way we should be living are here, but we're getting blocked to getting there so often because we're not willing to lay it all down. Do not let over unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as in good for building up others, according to the need and occasion, that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. We are so careless for words of the power of life and death. And all we should be doing is speaking life, but this is the war between the spirit of death and the spirit of life. And we're struggling right now. Trying to come to an awareness and awakening, and yet this war that we're fighting, the war that we're in, which is active and furious, in fact, is not difficult to win. If we turn to him, submit to him, and say, God, here I am. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit God, but seek to please him by whom you are, were sealed and marked, branded as God's own for, for the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, perpetual anim animosity, resentment, strife, fault, finding, and slander be put away from you along every kind of mal along with every kind of malice spitefulness verbal abuse malevolence be kind and helpful to one another tender hearted compassionate understanding forgiving one another readily and freely just as God in Christ also forgave you and that's where it comes down to is a need as we lay it all down to be able to truly forgive our neighbor we must be able to forgive our neighbors, forgive our fellows. Now, in the previous hour, Rick Moyer, Pastor Rick Moyer was on talking about this in context of satanic abuse, ritual abuse, and the victims having to let it all go, to lay it all down, to ultimately have to say, there it is. You have it, Father, and I carry no more of this in my heart. And the irony is that in a culture like we are in, we tend to argue over silly things. We, we try to define, for example, love, or when we talk, try to talk about, for example, okay, in various forms, we're going to say, I can love you so much, but I can't love you this much. Our hearts tell us this. Our hearts will go about this constantly. I can love you so much, but I can't tell you this much. I can love you so much, but I can't love you that much. Because if I do, I might cross a line, et cetera, et cetera. We get confused because our love is so anchored in the flesh. It's not anchored in the spirit. We're not pushing into the Holy Spirit to tell us how to love, where to dump, where to unload, where to, where to fill somebody's heart. We're just doing it because we want, and usually too often we do it because in this day and age, it has something for something we're going to gain.
but we have to love and forgive. And to get there, we have to lay it all down. And the love that we are talking about is a love unprecedented. It's a love beyond anything we normally think of. It's a love that's so great the Father pours through it and it never ends. It's a love that when we pour into people, we have no expectations of getting it back. But we know that it will get it back in the many ways in which as they go forward and spread that same love, we are expanding the power of the kingdom and the range in which we reach. And one person can literally doing this enough could in theory completely change the world. One person, that's all it takes. And then there's that forgiveness because when we don't forgive, we are blocked. We are not letting Father in and we are going to end up taking on so much that's there that should not even be part of us because we should have forgiven to let it go. Our world needs an unprecedented level of love. Our children need an unprecedented level of love. And when they get there and when they understand that, they're changed and they will change other people. And that's the most amazing thing. I'm gonna play a piece here, a few minutes. Take a listen.
Your goodness is running out to me. It's all laying it down because we're all trying to get closer to him. And there's no better time than to surrender it all. We're heading into a holiday season of a lot of materialism, a lot of consumption. It's going to be a lot of crazy stuff going on. And we're in a world right now of just unbelievable pain still. You know, I go back to the testimonies by C.J. Moyer sitting at the table last night. We were after dinner, we were talking. My parents were on the other side talking across the table to her. CJ was on my right. I was actually looking down, I just received a text message. And I was looking down at my phone. And CJ says, by the time I was 10 years old, I'd been raped over a thousand times. I just broke into tears. That occurs because we've lost our way in this world. We've lost our priorities of who we are. We've lost a place to understand that not only do we have the authorities, but we have the responsibility to protect the little ones. CJ asked me today, where were my rescuers? Where were they? I said, I don't know. I know some that could have, but no one did. When it comes down to serving the Lord, we have to put it all on the line. And there's no greater time than now. If you have to choose between serving him and serving another, I'll choose him every time. If I have to choose between that thing that I've dreamed of and choosing him, I'll choose him every time. If I have to choose between that thing that I dream of that was right, it's right there before you, it's there, you're looking at it in the eye and saving God's children, I will choose God's children every time. When we talk about laying all down and we talk about giving it all in, these are the walks that we have to make now. This is next level stuff. And the question is, are you ready? And are you willing? CJ is a beautiful person. Rick's an amazing husband. I've come to know them in such a great way. Amazing people. We spent all morning just talking and enjoying each other. I've had some of the best laughs of my life with CJ. And she's like a, she is like a sister to me. Rick is like a brother. And that feeling of knowing that that person that you've come to love has been put through the tortures and the abuse that she has in her life should make us all just weep. She calls herself an overcomer. There's more strength in those words than most of us will ever know. And she just looks at Jesus and she says, forgive. And she says, love more. 
And we get there because we lay it all down. And when we lay it all down, we lay it down so hard, we know it's going to hurt because that's when the fires start. There's a next Tuesday, next Monday, actually, I'm flying to Tucson. And we have been talking about this, but I need to really put this in context to what's really going on here. On Tuesday, I go to what's called Dad's Again. It's a clinic in Tucson. And there's going to be a reversal of a vasectomy I did over 20 years ago. It needs to be understood what I'm laying down here and why. This isn't going in to make an example or to mean to be set up for some sort of future point with kids. There's nobody in my life. And that's not even on the horizon. But it's what God has asked me to do. And in the process, you have to let go of any hopes or things that you want on many of those levels. Not because you're suddenly going to become different, but because that's part of letting it go. There's a realization when you see, I'm at 58, and the walk that I made did not give me biological kids. I adopted two, and we're estranged. But some, if, you're, if you really speak to most men honestly, as you're going to hear from me tonight, there's a part of this that's always wondered, would that opportunity of having kids again happen? When you step into something like this, there's a great need or desire to start believing that it could. But that's not what God asked me to do. He just asked me to restore. And that's what I'm doing. And that means to do that right with him, you have to let go of hopes that are deep within you that you've carried for maybe your whole life. This is not about building a family again. This is about restoring a process to lead men to do the same, to hopefully prevent them from ever having to do it, but to walk a walk. They can state that I did what I said as Father committed me to do. And when you walk in that place and say before Father, I'm willing to do this without any hope of other things. I'm willing to lay it all down and put all that other ideas in my head aside and simply do this for you. I'll take the, I'll take the arrows. I'll take the, the anything. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. I'm walking you through a process. And every one of us has that in our life. And when you do that, you literally get refined. You start finding that all these things in your heart that have been there you didn't know were there start getting burned out. Okay, start getting exposed, brought to the surface. And in this whole process, we become greater in who we are because we're becoming greater in him. All of this to say that in this season, when there's so much going on and we lose perspective of God so easily because we start thinking about the things that really aren't important in heaven, the materialism, the accumulation of stuff. Who am I going to buy a present for? What am I going to get? Am I going to get him a new bike, a red bike, a purple bike? I got it. We want those things to, to celebrate, but don't forget what we're here to do. 
in everything that we are doing. It is about him, celebrating him, raising him up. Everything is about him. And when we want that closeness with him, we've got to find those things that we thought we wanted the most, and we've got to lay them all down. And when we do, we raise him up in a greater way. And we become greater in him. Let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you tonight as we come together. Just reflect very deeply on our relationship with you, the purity of our relationship with you, all that you give and all that you continue to pour out. Father, the single prayer tonight is just forgiveness and love. To be able to walk in a place where we can let our things go, our burdens, our hatreds, our angers, our grudges, our pain, our fears, to lay it all down before you, to let it go, and to willfully and willingly walk into this new space where we can love endlessly and forgive endlessly. And in so do, start to discover the true power of kingdom. Father, we ask that you guide us and protect us in all that we do. Raise us up. Refine us. And shape us to what you need us to be. Let the silver and the dross be separated and let the dross be burned out. So that we can hand you the perfected silver that you can now mold as the silversmith. To create in us the best that you want us want for us and the greatest that you see in us. Guide us, Father, in this time. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Now, patriots, keep focusing. Keep, keep burning it out. Keep laying it down. It's greater in he. I'm, going to, I'm just going to put on a whole long list of, hour or so of music after this. It's all hymns. Not going to have our normal closeout, so just enjoy. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, have a very blessed evening. We'll see you, I guess, on Sunday morning. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe.